Hello and welcome to Horrible Friends, the podcast and book club format about horror movies. And this week we have The Witch, The Vavitch, The Witch from 2015. Starting off, my name is Kyle. I'm Chris. I am Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the way this is going to work is we're going to give you a little bit of history. We're going to break down the whole story for you. We're going to make it funny we're gonna make you laugh maybe probably not and then uh we're gonna do our little spooky meter at the end of it to tell you how we feel about the movie uh starting off dan what you got for that history so we are watching the witch or the vavitch as it's actually called um yeah did did you guys read why robert eagers like decided to call it the vavitch no i did not it had something to do with like he read while he was like doing research on uh, the time period, like he saw in a pamphlet about it, like that they used two V's. I also saw like in- instead of W's and I saw on IMDb that it said that W like wasn't used back then or it was seldomly used. So two V's were used instead. How lazy was that guy who was given the assignment <laughs> to make, make a symbol that has this sound. <laughs> he just took what they had and connected it. <laughs> And to be fair, uh, I'm, here's some like legit nerd bullshit. Uh, the the W in French is double V. It's literally double V's. So boom, it all. So you're saying we are watching the double V each? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it really almost sounds like the the whole story of like, hey, let me check out your homework. Like, yeah, but don't copy it. All right. <laughs> like, okay, you got the letter V. <laughs> there we go. I did it. I made a W. <laughs> It was, it's like the meme, the, I made this, and then yeah. someone took two of them and was like, I made this. <laughs> well, anyway, we have The Witch from 2015. The writer and the director, and I believe producer for this, is Robert Eagers. He's known for doing movies like The Lighthouse, The Northman, and he also has another movie coming out called Nosferatu. Very exciting. Yeah, very excited for that one. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. <laughs> Who keeps flicking the lights on and off? <laughs> you know, just like zombie movies, I think like vampire movies, like they had a peak and it it fizzled for sure. Everyone got kind of tired of it. Too. Yeah, and now, but like <laughs> now, it's kind of like okay, I'm I, I can get down with another vampire movie. That's for too. Sounds interesting. I'm into it. So, other 2015 horror movies that we could have watched, um, but we 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 chose not to. Uh, we have the Poltergeist. Man, that was that. You know what? Of all the movies that I saw in 2015, that sure was one of them. Um, and fun. <laughs> Anything fun, else to fun, say about it? <laughs> fun fact. Uh, I went to see it on a school trip with high schoolers. Was not appropriate, but I, I was not oh. charged. <laughs> but I digress. We also have Sinister 2 and uh, Deathgasm. That's a show favorite. So our budget for this was... Four million, and in the box office, it made forty point four million. Whew, that's a four hundred percent profit. Those numbers, they check out. We also have some pretty good actors in this. We have Anya Taylor Joy. I believe that this was one of her first movies, right? Yes, this is like her like big like kind of. This is feature. the break, yeah, for sure. But you may, if you don't recognize the name, or maybe you do recognize the name. 
She's also in The Menu. Uh, she was in that show. What's the chess show called? Oh, uh, the, was it The Queen's Gambit or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Queen's Gambit. Um, she's in a lot of different things. She's in The Northman. Um, so she she's all over the place now. I've heard that she's in Nosferatu as well. Yes. Yeah, she's also going to be in Nosferatu. So this director really likes Anya? Yeah. Uh, Connie Nosferatu, she'll have been in three of his movies. Uh-huh. And Willem Dafoe was also going to be in Nosferatu, and he was in The Lighthouse. Ah. You said she was in the menu. Does that make her a snack? <laughs> um, the, the, funny enough, I mean, I, you know, it's not even funny enough. Uh, coincidentally, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a fact. That's all. Uh, the guy who was in the menu, who was Anya Taylor Joy's date, um, he's also. Oh yes, yeah, he's also. also I can't uh, remember what that is. Oh, wow. Nicholas Nicholas Holt. That's it, Nicholas Holt. Okay. He was a beast in the like uh, newer X Men movies with like James McAvoy and all them. Yes. Uh, and along with Anya Taylor Joy, we also had Ralph Einson and Katie Dickey. I love Katie Dickey, but I feel like she always gets typecast into the person that does weird things with her nipples, and I just don't think that that's fair for Katie Dickey. Weird things with her nipples. It's it's a weird typecast, but she's kind of like how Sean Bean always dies, Katie Dickey, and everything that I've seen her in, which is only two things with Game of Thrones and this. Uh, she always has something weird going on with her nipples. I don't know why. Oh my god, she was the lady of the, uh, the what was it, the sky window or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, she that's was the lady of the veil. Lady Aaron, yeah. Son oh of a bitch, god. I knew I'd seen her before. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I, I've seen her, but I have no idea where. You just blew my mind, pal. <laughs> you just blew uh, my mind right out the weird window. Weird nipple circumstances. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, if if you want your mind a little bit further blown, uh, Ralph Einson is also in Game of Thrones. He plays a lesser known character. Um, if you don't remember him, he's the guy who goes with Theon Greyjoy to like take back Winterfell. He's yep. just like a henchman guy. He has an epic voice. I love his voice. Oh, no, I agree. 100%. So our filming location for this, it was done in Kiosk, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Was that was that Jarvis trying to cough up his yeah, couscous? That, that was. <laughs> no, no, no. no, that was him trying to cough up his poutine. Oh, his poutine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, well... Far be it for me to give Canada a compliment, but poutine's fucking sick. I love it. Yeah, it's I love poutine. poutine, and poutine. It's okay. We could bring it back. Timmy Horton's terrible coffee. <laughs> the worst coffee. Disgusting. Ever yeah. It's like be Wawa or be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our taglines. Um. All right, sorry, that didn't work out the way I wanted to. Some anyway, an echo and post. So, please do it again. <laughs> it's time for taglines. Taglines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. All right, so we have two for this. We have a New England folktale. No, that voice wasn't right for it. Here, let me try again. A New England folktale. Yeah, that felt bad. That's that's a fucking tagline. That's a tagline. It just that's felt like so a disappointing. I did see this movie as The Witch, colon, A New England Folktale. Oh, it, okay. It does take place in New England. I, I mean, don't know. 
I think I saw a red that um he imagined it like taking place like outside of like the New Hampshire area. New he's, England. I believe he's also from New England. So like Robert Robert Eagers. I believe he's also yeah. from New England. So And also the theme uh for his movies looks like uh great for you, Jarvis. Most of the movies he's filmed are filmed in Canada. Beautiful. At least this one and the lighthouse <laughs> were both filmed in Canada, which I looked that up just to be able to let you know about it. Well, our second tagline is "Evil takes many forms." I actually like that one. I like that. It's fine, yeah, but it's, it's so- fine. I feel like I've heard it before yeah. as like a tagline for another movie we've done. All right, how about this? In space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> oh, see, now that's perfect. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> It really fit. It fit really well. I think 1600s Puritan New England. I think space. Space horror. (laughs) Something. Let's see. I got it. Um, uh, A New England tale conjuring fears. Is that good? No. Tell me there's a third. Tell me there's a third. That's that's it. No, we're going to get started. That's it. None of the. Oh, oh, that's that took the wind out of my sails. I know, I was hoping for some good ones. (laughs) Well, let me try to raise your spirit a little bit here and jump into our little story. And our first part of our three-part story is called Banishment. So in a religious Puritan settlement in the 1630s, we see the settlers, William, who was the father, Catherine, the mother, Thomason, the oldest daughter, Caleb, the preteen son, and Mercy and Jonas, the twin five-year-old siblings, were being banished by the council over a religious dispute. They set up a new camp to begin their lives shortly after, and shortly after that, Catherine has another son. And as Thomason is playing peekaboo with the, with the youngest son, Samuel, he is abducted, and we find out that he is ground up into paste by a witch for a flying ointment. Uh, This begins the descent into madness and sows doubt within the family. In addition to this, we also see the twins who are singing praise songs and playing with a black goat who they name Black Philip. And we learn that William has traded Catherine's silver cup and that he has allowed Thomason to take the blame for it. This has caused animosity between Thomason and her mother. And Caleb, Caleb, we find out, appears to be attracted to his sister and is fighting urges of that. And lastly, we find out that Thomason, uh, we, we see a scene where Tom, Thomason scares Mercy by declaring that she is a witch and that she will eat her if she tells anyone. Uh, but this does appear to all be unjust. All right. So my first thing, you know, they find the new place to live and it's like, oh, it seems like a perfect thing. And in that scene, because um, I know we'll talk more about like how a lot of the you know, sound choice or, you know, sound design in this movie go. And Thomas is just looking around. My thought was, oh, it's a beautiful open area. This will be perfect. You know, it'd be great if it wasn't for those screaming trees out in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> like it reminded me of the episode of Rick and Morty where they're trying to find like a new planet to live on. And they're like, oh, this one's perfect. And as the sun starts to rise, the sun is just constantly screaming. So, so it's really funny that you you bring that up because I actually read that there's there's some some connection between uh you know they decide to settle next to the woods and the woods are said to be like an evil place the woods are like dark and mysterious and we don't know a lot about it and it's like nesting places for things like witches um 
but they decide to set camp next to this to the woods um might be like um you know a foreshadowing of like the negative and the bad things that are about to come on them but yeah it's uh setting up next to the screaming woods it, interesting choice and also I was not expecting the the first kill of this movie it to be uh you know baby paced yeah no. i was i was not prepared I remember as a father, I remember baby baths being a much more wholesome experience. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know. Really? You did things differently? Different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Speaking of strokes, that that was pretty fucked up that it used it for a flying ointment, right? I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what she was using it for. I'm actually, and and I wonder if it's not just the flying ointment, but if it was also like a youth kind of elixir sort of deal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah That's, which is what i'm thinking i thought of it as like a youthful like red bull kind of lotion because it made her young and gave her wings Ooh. you worked hard yeah. on that didn't you oh i did <laughs> i read that um that's like part of the potion that like that's part of the ingredients is they need like different poisons and things to combine and it has to be um, the important thing to note here is that Samuel is not um, baptized. So an unbaptized male baby uh, mm-hmm. using the ground up bits of a baby like that is like used for flying ointments. Right. It does wonders for your skin. Yeah. It's great for I your skin. So. I mean, seriously. <laughs> You'll feel like you're floating. Yeah. <laughs> I Lighter than air. <laughs> I love the banishment scene. Like the, the, the movie comes in and the entirety of the movie is very serious. It's very grim subject matter uh, throughout. And it's not just the horror aspect. It's, it, it's the humane aspect, the humanity and kind of where we were in the 1600s. But I love that this guy is like taking on the plantation. He's, he's basically like acting like how I want to act to the HOA board. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just like <laughs> all of you suck. I'm not doing anything you want anymore. And they're like, "Well, we're not gonna. We're not offering you any more of the plantation's liberties." What did they do? Did they revoke his pool key? Like, how do you? What? What did that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, the walls, the soldiers, the people. If you're trying to be kind of realistic, there, they they did kick them out. The continual sense of potential food. Like, there's a lot of safety in the the wild wild northeast i guess but i mean i guess it's it's just a bunch of logs making a fence someone can figure that out better than hey now did the witch attack the plantation or the one house in the middle of the woods the screaming woods i, I don't know we're gonna you have to what? wait till robert eggers makes a sequel the bitch jarvis you mentioned this this being very uh like solemn very uh puritanical if you will because you know they are the, the puritans so that's Absolutely. something but uh i think the biggest thing you'll notice while watching this film and get it out right at the way put subtitles on immediately don't don't let this one mm-hmm. sit not yeah. only are they speaking oldie english they are uh the uh william uh Ra- ralph Hennison, his he's amazing his voice is just the best but it's so low, it's almost inaudible at the very beginning of this film. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he has such an incredible voice. Yeah. It's amazing. It it's really so is. good. Uh, Even just like the first line from like the council or whatever they're saying, like, yeah, what you're calling dot there in the woods. And I was like, uh, what? 
No, you like I hear his vocal cords grind against one of them, <laughs> yeah. and it comes out so sultry somehow. And like I'm, uh-huh. I'm envious. Yeah, I just I had to find subtitles. I feel like it's less vocal on. cords like, and more like vocal like bars. Like it's Ooh, just speaking, like, yes. speaking of <laughs> bars, bars. Speaking of bars, can we just talk about Black Phillips hype song? It is off the fucking chain. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids were dropping bars, man. Anyone remember? Uh, how it said went? something about no. Black Phillip and the Lion's Den and so yeah, yeah. Uh, Kring, uh, the crown upon his head. Yeah. And yeah, like as a parent, how not paying attention must you be? Because those lyrics they they're not like, you know, shrouded in secrecy. It was pretty blatant stuff. Did, right, did everyone it. hate the twins? I hated yes. Love the twins. Lyrics. Love that I hated them. They were hated fantastic. So much. It reminded me of the kids from Ready or Not. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. That's a so good this is a, a Kiwara message or, or answer from Robert Eggers himself. So Robert Eggers stalks Kiwara, by the way. This is amazing. Um, what are the lyrics to Black Phillip's song? Uh, it's Black Phillip, Black Phillip, a crown grows out of his head. Black Phillip, Black Phillip, to nanny queen is wed. Jump to the fence post running in the stall. Black Phillip, Black Phillip, king of all. Black Philip, Black Philip, King of Sky and Land. Black Philip, Black Philip, King of Sea and Sand. We are you servants, but are ye men? Black Philip eats the lions from the lion's den. Oh man, so fucking get it, get it, yes, skirt, skirt. <laughs> Black Philip skirt. Yeah, you could remake it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. There, I, I mean, Dan. I mean, you you summarized a lot in just that chunk. There, I mean, there there's just so much story in this. And you know, it, it, as much as like our porn brains were probably going off, like the fact that you know, that, I mean, they're secluded. They're entirely secu- secluded to just their family. So like stepbrother. Um, it's. I mean, I think in this sense, it's more like, what is thou doing, Christ, brother? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I. I found it interesting. It's very Puritan of you. I found I found the first third of this to be, and really the second third as well, to be very interesting because, like, we kind of like see a lot of, um, even though William touts to be some hyper religious person, like we still see all of these, basically, like some of the seven deadly sins within all of them, right? We see like lust oh. out of. We see lust wow. out of Caleb. We see Thomason, who's also kind of lusting over like independence, and um, we see Catherine, who envy, is, like, and yeah, that that would be Thomason, yeah. yeah. And then Catherine mm-hmm. would be like anger and rage at towards Thomason, and William is just lying and deceit. Yeah, um, Mercy and Jonas are like. False gods, right? Just little pieces of shit. Pieces of (laughs) shit. Um, (laughs) So I, I think it's very interesting, and and then um, and then we, we see like different things happen. Like William is like cutting wood throughout the whole the whole movie, and I think it's supposed to. It just came to me right before we start recording. I think it's supposed to symbolize him like trying to handle all of like the weight of all his sins and everything that he's doing. Um, and like everything kind of culminates at the end of the movie, which we'll get that, get to that when, you know, with all, all the pile of wood there, um, how it's like too much for him to, to be able to, it crushes oh, him under yeah, the weight Interesting. So, um, 
Yeah, it's very, 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 very interesting. I saw, no, there are a lot of really neat parallels, right? Between kind of the piousness of, um, remind me of the father's name. William. William. William, thank you. Yeah, William. like William's piousness kind of juxtaposed against, you know, he's these white lies, right? That kind of, they snowball. So it's it's kind of like him versus sinful transgression. And that's why he's secluded them from society in the first place. And yet he is he is kind of like living sort of dangerously in that regard as well. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I just love the way Robert Edgers tells stories because as much as this is a horror movie and it absolutely is, it's, there is such deep subject matter and such incredible character development. And while we're talking about certain aspects and like allegorical natures of, of this film, it, it how many of these characters are, and I'm asking you guys kind of out loud just because I wasn't thinking about it until Dan kind of mentioned, how, how many of these characters are similar, if not identical to the characters who exist in uh, uh, like the, the Salem Witch Trials? The and Crucible. Whatnot? Yeah, the Crucible. Yeah, like Giles mm. Corey mm-hmm. yeah. getting crushed by the stone and uh, Abigail and the, Williams. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah good shit a good read if that's the direction it's a good direction and retelling of a of a relatively famous and known story so well i hope you guys are nine inch nails fans because the second part i call the downward spiral at dinner mercy tells her family about what thomason had said and the family grows leerier of her as they believe that she has made a deal with satan caleb and thomason sneak out later that night to go and find food as the family is starving and crops are rotting around them. Their dog, Fowler, runs after a hare, and as Thomason is knocked off of a horse and rendered unconscious, Caleb runs ahead to find Fowler's disembodied body. Disembodied body. Wow. That's, that's, all right. That just sucks. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Yeah, let's try that. Fowler's disemboweled body. Disemboweled corpse. Whichever one you want to use, just run with it. That one. Can... <laughs> Caleb continues forward and finds a shack with a beautiful woman who greets him at the door. She moves closer to him and kisses him on the lips before grabbing his head and pulling him into her. We see Catherine continue to ridicule Thomason, blaming her for losing Caleb and stealing her silver cup. William finally confesses, which causes Catherine to, to continue her spiral. Thomason goes outside to find Caleb stumbling back into their camp, naked and delirious. The next day, the twins tell Thomason that Black Philip said that she had made Caleb sick, and as she goes to milk the goat, blood comes out. Caleb wakes up screaming and convulsing and vomits up a whole rotting apple, which causes the twins to blame Thomason of witchcraft and claim that she has forgotten the Lord's Prayer. The family prays over Caleb's body, and as he proclaims his life for his love for Christ, he dies. William tells Thomason that Christ can undo her bargain, and she calls him a hypocrite and weak, and tells him that the twins have made a deal with Black Philip, who is Lucifer. Some good instinct. <laughs> so, it, and another another little uh, metaphor that I read. I read. I read this one. I didn't come up with this, but. Um, I read that. So at the end of the movie, right, we get we get um, uh, Thomason. She takes her clothes off. Uh, the symbolism behind that could be interpreted as um, 
she takes her clothes off because she's shedding her previous religion to move to another religion because that's how the witches are, right? They're all naked. Sure. Um, Just her the, shedding her previous life in general, for sure. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my thought is, okay, Caleb comes back. He's naked. So he uh, was, he was oh, with them. Okay. But he puts back on the clothes. He's clothed again because he wants to be in the light of the Lord, but he dies because he's there. Something, some, somewhere in there. I haven't like completely, my brain sure, hasn't yeah. completely unfolded it yet, but like somewhere around there. No, I feel that with the, I mean, the, the witch's temptation. Yeah. Uh, like, right. Uh, I think a case could be made for purity, you know, in that yeah. regard. But uh, first and foremost, Caleb, we understand. don't even sweat it bud (laughs) he was like it's either my sister or you all right i'm coming in (laughs) we we harbor no ill will to you pal (laughs) you did the right thing also with that scene um one thing i really liked about this movie and what separated it from like you know your typical kind of like thriller horror movie is that like no real jump scares, but like everything was, it was just sound and music, like mm-hmm. the screaming trees and pretty much like the same sound with that moment with Caleb and the witch in the woods. I, I, I'm so happy you said that. Cause that is one of my favorite things that Robert Eggers does um, is he just has these elongated shots with yeah. dissonance uh, in the music and it crescendos into and he, he always like cuts it into some innocuous looking scene and then it's just boom we've transitioned and we're on to the next thought and like there's something like unsettling about those kind of transitions and with the yeah. dissonant music um it's just very unsettling and i i love that he does that i i completely agree with you chris and another little thing he does with like his filming especially with this movie um every like day that they filmed or whatever they only use like the natural light of outside and everything shot inside it was they were only lit by the candles on the table that was it that was all the lighting they used for that oh wow is that right yeah so it was yep so it was either the candlelight for the inside like the cabin shots and just the actual natural sunlight they had outside during the day and that was it huh that's, that's pretty amazing. Extraordinarily difficult. So, yeah, I imagine. No. My my camera doesn't even like <laughs> work when it gets a little dark out. So. Right. <laughs> Go going back to like the the fact that there's no jump scares. I mean, there's with all of his work, there's just this consistent humming of tension. And then yes. what what transitions it from, you know, like a <clears throat> like a thriller per se or or something more like a drama is that it's not the scares it's not the jump scares or you know it's not the typical roller coaster ride of most horror movies it's the imagery that he plays in that is just the horrific aspect right so like the knife to the baby's you know bare belly in the beginning you know the throwing up of the apple it's it's just that incredibly disturbing imagery juxtaposed against that consistent hum of tension that the audience is feeling it's it's so beautifully done yeah and it's it's not like he's doing like grotesque uh versions like he's not being so ridiculous like they put the knife to the baby and they didn't make 
the scene of the woman destroying the baby with a knife. You know what I mean? Like she obviously pulverized what could be assumed is baby uh, right. in mm. in thing, but like it is not. You know, he's he's not so ridiculous with his like special effects. We're not to, to make sure. that because like, yeah. uh, it immediately cuts face. to like you know yeah. just out of frame, but that's mm. enough for you to picture it yourself. The reaction is no different from the audience. It's still just as shocking because the next scene with the you know the the pounding of yeah, and it's know, just the, the sound of yes. like moist pounding, and like you can it's, still barely see anything, but it's just your imagination runs wild with it. Correct. It's it's somehow getting that like reading a book giving you the you are building the world and the imagination that you are using to create like what's going on in your head like with with what's happening in front of you and still mixing it with a movie so i think that's very interesting i just i really enjoyed the entire arc of of caleb going missing from the start right so when you know things start going downhill and by the way that rabbit is absolutely terrifying the rabbit that kind of like causes causes everything to you know transpire that happens next with with caleb meeting the witch but you know, and, uh, and the rabbit's always perfectly like centered. The eyes, and just the way, yes, it's it's perfectly centered in frame, and the eyes just darting in every direction. So, and, and then once they start looking for them, the first thing I notice is the twins are just tied to the fence post, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's there's Kyle hitched the fence post on his child leash. You know, you're probably one of three people who would remember <laughs> me mentioning that ever. So, like, good for you. <laughs> Yeah, Jarvis unlocked a key memory. <laughs> I forget that that happens to me, so I'm happy that it lives rent free in your head. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I mean, and then everything that you know happens after Caleb's death is pretty incredible. Like after his like sort of godgasm, as I like to call it, like the and the and the apple coming out of his mouth, and of course that's sort of a callback to that that original storyline where William is kind of baiting caleb in the lie almost uh uh you know conflicting him against his own mother and and you know he he goes along with the white lie of the apple tree and then he throws up the apple which is you know obvious biblical semblance there but how how cool yep it's a good scene and then you also get the the mixed reactions of the twins um still kind of falsifying the making you believe that this is all just a ruse anyway uh as well like that that's a pretty fun again the witch trials kind of aspect of of people just hysterically copying what the person is doing or hysterically copying what the uh so-called witch had done to them and and further putting the nail into the coffin because that's what it's immediately thought of when like they just like fell on the floor and started you know playing it up as if thomason was bewitching them the kids in this movie like killed it like all the kids were so good rip rip to sam but like yeah all the kids were yeah except for sam sam sucked (laughs) (laughs) way to be a baby Uh, who smiles when they're about to die come on (laughs) i i saw in a lot of places that were uh, when i was looking around for stuff on on this film um that uh, Caleb or Harvey Scrimshaw d- deserved if he if he didn't get it he deserved as many like accolades and awards for this one because he was definitely he was so one good. of the better actors in this film yeah absolutely and that's like his death that's not to belittle like, yes and not to belittle the other characters like he was just a very good actor especially at his young age 
unfortunately hasn't done like a whole lot since this. Like I double checked his IMDb page and hasn't done a whole lot much since this movie came out. So we're going to move into the final act, which I call madness. So after Thomason tells her dad about the twins, William goes and locks the children in the barn. And as the night continues, the children hear hooves on the roof. Catherine has a hallucinatory vision through the night that Caleb and Samuel are back. And she takes Samuel in her hands and she begins to breastfeed him. And then suddenly it cuts to real life and a raven is pecking at her breast. William wakes to find the barn has been destroyed and the goats are torn apart. The twins are missing and Thomason is unconscious. As Thomason stirs, she sees Black Philip running at her father and impaling him with a torn. Uh, this causes William to fall and all of the wood that he's been chopping throughout the movie falls on him and crushes him and kills him. Thomason's mother stumbles outside and grabs onto her and attempts to kill her, but uh, Thomason grabs a billhook and stabs her numerous times. Um, so now Thomason is alone and decides to make a deal with Black Philip, uh, signs her name for him, and then walks in the woods to find the coven, and they all levitate into the trees laughing. Oh, and I, I should also note, this is the time when Black Phillip says, remove your clothes, and she leaves them behind. This is the symbolism part that we were talking about earlier. Uh, but as she levitates into the trees and they all begin to laugh, that is the end of the movie. What an ending. Incredible. Yeah. Actually incredible. The, the thing, and I, I think the thing that most people remember from this movie, and there's a lot, and actually I, I, I've, I watched this movie before, but I don't think I really watched it intently. I think I was kind of like in and out because I don't remember enjoying it, but watching it this time, it was uh, an entirely different experience. It went down so smooth, but I'll never, ever forget Black Phillip's voice because there's al almost that air of like, you still don't really know if Black Phillip's storyline is directly tied to the witches. And when you hear that voice say, what dost thou want, child? And oh my God, it gives me goosebumps. Oh, I got a shiver that went right down my spine. That oh yeah, and I mean, oh, and then no, all no of joke. a sudden he turns into a hand on her shoulder. Yes, like <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. Black, he's like a Black cloaked Phillip, figure behind him. Or Black mm -hmm. Philip, both the the human who voiced and also the goat itself were so good in this film. Like the the goat was such a good goat. If if you <laughs> want a little a bit of goat. if you want a little bit of humor on the goat, um, apparently they were going to do a lot more scenes with the goat, but the goat was so misbehaving that they just couldn't get the goat. <laughs> yeah. I read that too. And um, I think the goat actually sent uh, Ralph Ennison to the hospital. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yes. I Come think on, from Black like Phillip. the scene of like him charging at him, like when he dies towards, at the end, 
I'm pretty sure that's the moment because I saw some that Robert Eggers said like, yeah, yeah, he was, you know, rough to work with. And he also sent Ralph to the hospital. <laughs> he seemed ornery. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. The way he was jumping around, I'm like, you can't train a goat to do that. That is amazing. That was a mad goat. <laughs> Would you believe it that they didn't train the goat to do that? <laughs> goat was just mad. Goat uh, was just pissed. Yeah, I mean, it. it's a just the entire ending. Yeah, it's I, I like I like the way this movie felt and I like the way this movie ended because it gives me that like it gives you that idea of, uh, you know, that there were all these stories of witches and and things out in the wilderness that you didn't understand. And, and in reality, you know, more than likely, uh, I'll say more than likely, uh, it's just your imagination playing tricks on you and, right. and the fear of the unknown and, and, or, and or a creature moving. That That's great. But there's always that la- that little bit inside of you where you're like, but it could be a witch. What it if? could be a coven of witches. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a cool concept just to, to have that like reinforced of, you know, old timey people made up stories, quote unquote. But like, what if they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's very cool. Yeah. The payoff's huge. It t- he asks her, you know, do you, do you wish to taste butter or something like that? And I was just mm-hmm. like, that's what this movie is, man. Smooth like butter. It's so yummy. I really she just said yes to that. Like, <laughs> that's all she needed to hear. That's all do I you want. want to taste butter. Yeah. Huh. Oh. I thought it would be more. But okay. No. All right. <laughs> well, nope. Nope. I'm sold. Butter. Where do I sign? Butter. I can't believe it's not butter. I love, <laughs> I love that they that uh, William just boards the children up back in the good old days when you just yeah. board the children up in a barn. Yeah. And then that scene inside of the barn is great. I mean, the the witch scare is pretty fun, but I really enjoyed. Oh, that was good. I really enjoyed the twins and uh, Thomason kind of going back and forth. You know. She, they were like, are you really a witch? And she's like, are you? It was like the Spider-Man meme. It was giving Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. meme. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did hear or I did read that like we're supposed to we're supposed to believe that the fire that I don't know. I only saw this in one place, but the, there's the fire of uh, that the witches are dancing around uh, included the corpses of the twins. Oh, supposedly. Wow. Right. Yeah, because I, all you, you don't really see what happens yeah, to them. Like, yeah, William comes out in the morning. Thomas is on the ground. The right, kids are gone, and there's just like a hole in the barn. So I guess you're, you're just to to assume that the witch just like scooped him up and was like, "All right, let's go." Well, that would certainly lend credibility to your argument in the beginning, Dan, where it was you know the the flying conjurement. You know what I mean with with directly from like uh, the mm-hmm. children. So yeah, wow, that actually makes a ton of sense. I really love, by the way, that when the the next morning when William comes out and like the barn is destroyed, that Thomas is just sitting there. And I, I really wish you just kind of looked up like, man, wild weekend, huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was honestly hoping she'd look up and like look around, just looking like, all right, look, I know this looks bad, and I'm pretty much like 0 for four on keeping eye on my siblings at this point. But yeah. I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear <laughs> this to God, wasn't me. I didn't do this. I didn't fucking do this. <laughs> this really was just a giant game of Among Us, right? Like, yeah. it was just—I swear to God, it wasn't me. I—I yeah. I mean, the fact that he was still kind of—was uh, he still trying to defend her at that point? No, uh, he had already given up at that point because obviously the twins are gone. But yeah. I, you know, he see—he finds his daughter on the ground, waking up from being passed out. It seems, and there's just like two half mutilated goats. Just laying on the mm-hmm. ground, a giant hole in the ceiling. And he's like, "How could you do this?" And uh, she's like, "Are I, you really?" I can explain. <laughs> right? 
Uh, <laughs> what? <like Freud. laughs> Guys, um, what did we think about the the Raven? The oh Raven God, yeah. nipple, the nipple the pinching. Oh yeah, yeah, like, nipple pinching. That's a that's like your whole day's ruined at that point. It was a good. She seemed good with it. It was a good effect. Too. I, at first, I think she was good with it, and then not as much. Uh, well, you know, she didn't seem to complain about it the next morning. She just had bloody nipple. So she just kind of woke up and was just like, well, now this is going to be the rest of my day, I guess. <laughs> Do you guys know where that kind of thing happens all the time? No. Go ahead. Titty caw Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Oh was that it? Was that it? <laughs> Let me tell you. When it? I tell you, I came up with that joke in the middle of the night, threw my blanket off. My wife went, What the fuck are you doing? I rushed to the light to write down that joke. She was not amused. Oh my like, I'm good now. That's it. That's the show. That's the, oh, man. The last thing I was going to give you guys was just a quick uh, little fun tidbit. The. The witch is at the end. Don't quit this fucking guy. <laughs> that was that one's for you. That one's for you, Morph. Thanks, Bob. Um, so the witch is at the end. We they were doing, I believe it's called Buto. They're Buto dancers, um, which is like a Japanese type of dance. It's like some type of interpretive Buto. dance. Okay. Um, but they got to like create their own choreography for that. So like the dancing that the witches were doing around the fire, that was like all created. And um, yeah, that like was like developed little... from an actual dance troupe. Yeah, yeah, it was like a boot. I guess buto is like the form of dance. It's like Japanese dance. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty neat. Pure dread and consequence. This movie just dread the whole time. Yeah. On a, uh, I mean, should should we end it on a fun note? Do you guys did you guys write down any of like the funnier lines from the movie? Can I tell you, I didn't read any of my jokes, and I didn't write a lot because I was like, this movie is really depressing. It's so yeah, good. yeah. It ain't easy. I think the uh, I think the only one I really had in the beginning, uh, back to like the baby paste. I was like, so this basically made her own version of like Johnson and Johnson's like baby powder. Oh man! Oh mm. man! I mean, as far as we saw, no tears. Oh, no, no crab, baby, <laughs> no crab. I I wrote down a few um, when when the mother is arguing with William, uh, and he's trying to like kind of like bait her over to her his side of you know viewing things, and she just screams out, "Our corn is trash." <laughs> <laughs> I did remember that. Yes, and then a, and then they're arguing line. later on, and he just belts out, "I have no thoughts." i've had the same argument man (laughs) yeah i feel that uh no i didn't i didn't write any other lines down no that's that's amazing though yeah our our cornish trash was cornish trash (laughs) that's a t-shirt right i think (laughs) yeah well if that is the end of the uh, summary, I think I motion to move us over to the spoopometer. Do, do I have a second? Yeah, go ahead. Dost thou will allow it?
Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so let's go overhead and go to the spookometer. This is a very Dan-heavy episode. So, Dan, what are we rating on? Well, I thought that, you know, since it is such a heavy religious thing and such serious tones that we should just end it the same way. So, How many Jesuses would you give this? How many Buddy, Je- buddy Jesus has how many, two thumbs up? How many Buddy Christ? How many, how many thumbs up now? Is that like a Buddy Cop movie? Well, how many thumbs up from Buddy Christ would you give this? There's seven. There's seven deadly sins. So zero to seven. How many deadly sins would you do to watch this movie again? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, if this was any longer, I'd probably give it less. But I'm going to say uh, six out of seven deadly sins because it was a no. Well, how spooked was I? If I was going with the spook, I'm going with four. It it got me at times, but it wasn't like the entire time. I wasn't like terribly on the edge of my seat, but it was still very like very good ambiance. But what I how many would I give to watch it again? I'd probably do six six deadly sins. It was a very good watch. It's pretty quick. I blinked and we I was already halfway through the movie, so I, I give it credit there. And the acting from everyone was uh, superb. It was a good, very good film. I yeah, I'm, you're right on the money, dude. Yeah, six out of seven overall. Uh, it's probably like six and a quarter out of seven. It's it's fantastic. Uh, not not the scariest movie in the world, but it it builds tension so well. You're engaged the entire time. The story is interesting. The characters are interesting. There's depth to them, and uh, it, it it is eerie and jarring in all the ways that are appropriate for a movie of this caliber. So truly enjoyed it. Would recommend it. Six out of seven sins, which is like a a Thursday night for me. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh same as a movie on a whole six out of seven sins and i'd probably also do like four four and a half for the actual scares i thought this movie was great it as kyle said in the beginning like if you are going to watch this put on subtitles it is rough to just try and follow with the like you know old puritan style of speaking but besides that just the sound design of the movie was fantastic and you know it was so well shot and seeing how he shot it with using the natural light outside and just filming by candlelight inside the cabin like that is fantastic to me um yeah i highly suggest seeing this movie i'm gonna go six out of seven as well but rather than talk about how much i like the movie i want to know which sin would you guys not do in order to watch this, because everyone said six thousand, I could tell you mine is pride, um, but that's just because mm. I'm awesome. Mm. So that's the one that what? I want to do. Can you can you go ahead and name all the sevens? Yeah, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. Hmm, which one would I not do? I would not do. I would not do sloth because I'd be running to go watch this movie again. There we go. Oh, <laughs> no repeats. Uh, I'd probably go with uh, wrath because I just want to be in a chill mood, not angry. Hmm. I I promise nothing. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to specify one. It's not going to happen. That's we know it's not going to be lost at any point of the day. Oh, every <laughs> one of these can go, can happen to me. So. Oh, gluttony is the one that's absolutely going to have them. Man, I just love to eat. Same. Yep. Well, thank you for 
joining us here on on this here old episode uh i think you got you got what we felt it, it's a good movie do it watch it uh i want to thank uh connor mcleod and uh, andrew cavanaugh for stuff check out our uh description for my info on that uh come find us on all of our social media stuff that'll be also in the descriptions and whatnot and beyond that I want to say thank you to you. And beyond that, Chris, what would you go ahead and tell uh, the Puritans uh, when you kick them out of your plantation? Don't you mean, Chris, the what would you go and tell nope, the there Puritans, we go. <laughs> the van you kick them out of? I don't know. The plantation. The plantation. Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Click, click, boom. Click, click, nut.